are listening to the Subtle Forces Podcast. I am your host, Anja, not Anja. A week ago today was Christmas Day. We had already eaten two large feasts that day. It was about three o'clock in the afternoon. We had opened up all the presents. We had listened to all of our presents because all of our presents were vinyl this year. And my brother said, I need to go outside each day and interact with nature for my mental health. I looked around the room. My mom said, oh no, I don't want to go out there. It's only 10 degrees. My dad said, yeah, I'm not going out there. My husband Blaine shook his head. Anton looked at me. Only I was up for joining Anton in the frozen wilderness. some facts about my brother Anton. He rides his bike from Milwaukee to Chicago and back. He's ridden his bike from Milwaukee to Minneapolis. He goes winter camping. He has been known to keep his apartment at 60 degrees. He bikes in blizzards, rain, and over ice. always wanted to be more like my heroic, brave, older brother, Anton. bottle I found in the basement that was filled up with water. My brother did not confirm or deny any involvement with this, but 
I know he told me years ago that back when he was in high school and my parents would go away, he would make his way to the liquor cabinet and sample many of the liquors that had been sitting there gathering dust since the 1970s. My dad never thought to ask me if it was me. I have never been naughty. I am not saying that sarcastically. I just embarrass my whole family by telling stories of my own life, it's true. has always been my guide. He walked out the front door and I followed into the cold Christmas day air. Anton led us to the backyard, to the acres and acres of brambles. He intuitively found a clear path to the creek and I followed, ducking and stepping. Anton always finds the best path. He pointed at the creek and showed me, look, there's still some water that hasn't frozen over and it's rushing. is the end of my parents' property. And it is a natural wonder. Everywhere you look, there's roots from trees hanging out and tendrilling down to the water. There's every kind of footprint from raccoon to possum. There's rabbit scat. And if you look across the creek, you can see the wilderness patch of our neighbors. Our neighbors who have a immaculate yard, overly mowed, mowed into exacting, engineered, diamond shapes. Neighbors with miniature ponies. But here, in this spot of the creek, there's a natural tuft of hairy wilderness in their yard that they do not prune. And the animals love it. The deer sleep there. And it's just a little hint for the eye of what this swampy land was like before any of us came and marred it. Before anyone ever had to go out there and pull garlic mustard. Before 
diamond patterned mowing. And even before the game farms and apple orchards, this neighborhood had a hundred years ago. Even the ocean didn't cast away. The little sands is back. Green flags, million miles from home, walking away. Frozen to the bone, I am a soldier on my own. I don't know the way. I'm riding up the heights of shame. I'm waiting for the cold he had on the chest. I'm ready for the fight and fate. Sometimes in the spring, when my dad tills, we find arrowheads. We're not here first, but us and our neighbors, we've all changed the land. The son of iron shots stuck in my head, the thunder of the drums dictates the rhythm of the force, the number of dead, the rising of the hearts, her head. From the dawn of time to the end of days, I will have to run away. I want to feel the pain and the bitter taste of the blood on my lips again. Anton has found the most arrowheads in the garden of anyone. My dad has seen one or two and brought them back to the house, but my brother has found four or five. I, on the other hand, have scoured the dirt, walked back and forth, and never, ever spotted one. I always secretly wondered if it was that I just didn't have enough respect for the land. I just preferred as a child to be indoors away from the mosquitoes and bees and birds and things. But Anton, he would come back with snakes and insects. He could spot all the birds, all the plants, all the four-leaf clovers. He adored the land and being of it. His skin would come back smelling of wind and grease. Greasy skin in the wind. Anton was a nature boy and he was unafraid of the stingers and birds and inclement weather and Anton his prize was finding the arrowheads one after another in the garden so easily he 
like Anton and pave my own path through this wilderness. Maybe I will find some interesting animal scat. Maybe I will be the one to find the frozen mouse in the snow and call Anton over. Why would she make calls out the blue? Anton, get over here. Come see this. It's amazing. Now I'm awake. Sleep soon. I will make my own path. Unless you will. Hey, 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 hey. Don't say you will. Then play you will I pray you will I have the courage as an adult to make my way through all these thorny brambles so thick like hairy witch's legs the thorns look like hairy witch's legs in every direction but I am a brave adult Stepping over it all, I step through and around. Thicker and thicker the brambles get, but I can do this. I duck down to avoid a particularly thorny, bramblesome thing, and I know I can push through the hole. I just have to be careful, but the fact is, I am in two winter coats, not one, and this creates a lot of extra bulk. Suddenly, I'm a semi-truck with an extra wide load I'm not used to. I snag while crouching, and I don't snag just a little bit. I snag big time. My whole body stops. I cannot propel forward, so I try going backwards. I cannot go backwards. I cannot go forward, and I cannot go backwards. I am caught in a spider's web of brambles. Now, if I were out here alone, and my life depended on it, I would get out fine. I would rip the coat, but I am in a so soft, soft, 
suede winter coat. And I know these rough witch-legged brambles would rip my one most versatile, most used coat and rip it. There is only one way out of this. I call for the help of my hero, Anton. Anton! Anton! Help, I'm stuck! Anton does not believe I am stuck. He assumes that I am just having another moment like I did throughout my entire childhood where I am underestimating my ability to get out of a situation. He thinks I am scared. A scaredy cat right now. Pathetic. Afraid of the outdoors. Timid. He is thinking specifically of how I was when I was a kid. When I was so afraid of being alone that I would make him play his guitar in the hallway while I left the bathroom door open to pee because I was afraid if I closed the door and peed a hand, an invisible ghostly hand would come up from the bottom of the toilet, come up and reach and stroke my butt cheek. I was afraid of this. I don't know why I was afraid of this, but I was terrified that this would happen to me. Just as soon as I sat down on that toilet seat, shut the door and relaxed, that hand would come and touch me. So I needed Anton to stand in the hallway when he was a teenager and I was a scared 11 year old. Poor Anton, he was just so embarrassed at having to stand in the hallway playing his guitar as I urinated with the door open. I allowed him to not face me. That's fine. I just needed him in the hallway in case that ghostly hand came up and reached for me while I was peeing. What a horrible thought, I know. But this was the compulsive thought that haunted me for about two years. My request was ridiculous and pathetic. Anton would grumble because he didn't want to help me. But you know what? Here's the thing about Anton. He's always been a compassionate older brother who cares. And even if he doesn't like my request, he would feel for me, would come and help me. He would keep me company and ward off the invisible hand in the toilet. And just now, here I was, crouched in the brambles, in the thicket of raspberry bushes and thorny witch-leg twigs, unable to move forward, unable to move back, permanently crouched and stuck. He came and he 
unhooked me and he said oh gosh you really are stuck which instantly validated my struggle sometimes we can still get really really stuck even as an adult dignity be damned I don't need to rip my main winter coat when there is someone right here who can help me never forgets who you are in essence even if you try to rewrite your own story and this is exactly why I don't like talking about childhood memories with my family because I was pathetic in 90% of their memories. They never remember the good things about my childhood. And to be honest, I don't remember enough of those myself. It takes a lot of effort to rewrite your own history. But I've had to do that in recent years so I don't feel a constant cloak of shame hanging over me at all times. I wasn't bad, I was just pathetic in all of these memories. But that overlooks the fact that I was also durable and imaginative. And the past is what made me who I am today. In some ways, I think I'm more brave because I survived the invisible hand waiting for me in the toilet every time I had to pee at night. Cuando no hay más que decirnos Habla el humo, nada el humo Y remanece 
wondering why I was afraid of an invisible hand in the toilet. The truth is, it started when I thought I felt one, one evening. Maybe it was a spider. Maybe it was a fleck of dust floating through the air. But I felt something gently brush against my butt cheek. And for a very long time, I was afraid that there was an invisible hand waiting just for me in the upstairs toilet. If you're enjoying the music, it is a mix put together by DJ Invis Sounds. I'll put the link to the playlist in the show notes. Thank you to Anton Seeger for saving my day again and again and again and for the theme song of this show.
did you enjoy this episode? Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, when encountering any subtle force, you have both your logic and your feelers with which to interpret it. 